Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in outfit everyone. Welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Cantor, and back with me again is Sam Chung. Hello. It is great to be back. Uh, the sun is shining. Great day. And you know what? Of all the episodes that we've done, I think this is like the most notes that I've ever taken for one episode. There was so much to talk about. This was a jam-packed episode that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, this is quite the episode. We have a lot of Lizzie and Matt content. We have a lot of questionable parenting decisions. It's just a lot to discuss. Yeah, I agree. Is there anything that we need to discuss before we hop into the episode? You know, since this is the most notes you've ever taken on an episode, I think that we should just jump right in. Okay, cool. That's what I was thinking too. I just have almost, I have almost three full pages and usually I'm like a little bit over two. Oh, three pages is pretty standard for me. Really? Yeah. Okay, let's start from the beginning. This is episode 117, Sibling Bonds. In this episode, Lizzie is forced to attend the school's golf tournament, Handcuffed to Matt. This episode aired on August 3rd, 2001. Did we skip through all of July? I guess we had a little July hiatus for Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, the rollout of these episodes is very, uh, it's very curious to me. Yeah. Because the last episode was what, June, like mid-June? Yeah. And now it's August? Now it's August. Wait, which day in August? August 3rd. August 3rd. So it's not even like they waited until the fall. It's still the middle of the summer. I don't still understand. The of, yeah. I don't understand. Disney Channel. And it's still season one. Yeah, and it's still season one. Exactly. Yeah, this is only episode 17. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. Sibling bonds. We start this episode at the Maguire house and Matt is doing some magic tricks for a very you know unappreciative audience I know no one no one respects his talents I know he here he is he's practicing his famous floating ball trick the parents are cooking Lizzie's doing homework no one is really respecting his magic yeah no one's even like trying to pay attention and yeah Lizzie's annoyed that her homework time is being interrupted But to be fair, Matt is not the world's best magician. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, his tricks rely 100% on the equipment that he has. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He is no mentalist. He's no mentalist. He's just purchased a bunch of of cheap tricks from a joke shop. But, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah. So he's trying to, you know, do his famous floating ball trick, but the ball drops. (laughs) And Lizzie is annoyed, and Lizzie throws the sheet. Everything sort of devolves from there into the very typical brother-sister bickering that we get in a lot of episodes from them. She calls Matt a cactus head. What does that mean? I don't know. Is it because of his spiky hair? 
Oh, maybe. I was like, what is, why would someone call someone else a cactus head? I think it's the spikes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, answered that pretty quickly for you. It sounded like you really wanted to ponder that, and I was just like, shot that down. No, but I agree with you. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably what it is. I wasn't thinking that literally, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. I feel like the humor in this show or the insults in this show are often quite literal, so you have to... Assume the most <laughs> literal thing. I guess. I don't know. My favorite type of insult is, you know, when something has like multiple meanings and then it takes you a second. You're like, oh, wow, that, that actually hit on multiple levels. Yeah. But there's none of that in this in this program. No. And then Lizzie takes it a step further. Matt tries to do a card trick with Lizzie and Lizzie takes the card and rips it into a bunch of pieces and says that she made confetti. Yeah, this feels unnecessary because why ruin a perfectly good deck of cards? I know. <laughs> like, the cards are good for more than just magic, but now you've ruined that deck of cards for all of the purposes it could have been used for. I know. So disrespectful. Really disrespectful. But then Matt, he's what? Ta- is that a bandana of Lizzie's that he has? Yes. He's taking it from her underwear drawer, which, Lizzie, why are you sorting bandanas into your underwear drawer? And he threatens that he can make that into confetti as well. Yes, to which they start yelling at each other and, you know, yelling, mom, dad. And at this point, the parents are trying to just, you know, not get involved. They're just kind of standing at the counter, chopping some vegetables, which honestly points for Sam McGuire in this moment. He's come so far. Yeah. um, (laughs) After his terrible cooking in, in whatever episode that was. Maybe it's because he's being supervised. Like, Sam is a sous chef. He can, he works well with supervision. Yeah, he can chop some veggies. He just can't lead the charge yeah. on what to do with them. For sure. <laughs> and from there, the fighting starts to devolve into threats. And, like, in the respect of, if you cut up my bandana, I'll tell Dad what really happened to his sunglasses. And then Matt says that, then he'll tell mom that Lizzie has been on the phone with Miranda late into the evening chatting about the one and only Ethan Kraft. I know, and this is what really sets Lizzie off. (laughs) So I guess neither of them have a bedtime. I guess that's stuck. Yeah. So points, you know, again, I feel even more justified in giving those points to Matt because you know what? Even though he burned out those first couple days, he still has no bedtime. Yeah. He wins. He wins. Yeah. He does a lot of um, (laughs) imitating Lizzie liking Ethan in this scene. Yeah. What's the test where, um, you know, when you have like two girls in a scene? The Bechdel test? Yeah, the Bechdel test. Yeah. Do you think Lizzie and Miranda would pass the Bechdel test? I haven't been paying attention to it. But yeah, there's been... So for context, uh, can you explain the Bechdel test? Yeah, the Bechdel test is from Alison Bechdel, who, writer of Fun Home, fun fact. And it is basically just the, this idea where you're watching a movie and there has to be a scene between two women where they are talking to each other and they are not talking about a guy or anything like like romantic. And it's shocking how... How many pieces of media do not pass this test? Yes. So now looking at Lizzie McGuire, do does this hold true for Lizzie McGuire? Are we talking about the series as a whole or on an episode by episode case? Because it doesn't really pass the test in this episode. 
But they're not talking about, about Ethan Kraft every time they're alone together, Lizzie and Miranda. That's true, but I feel like they are talking about this a lot. But not all the time. They're not talking about Ethan Kraft in the bra episode. They're not talking about Ethan Kraft. Like, when Ethan is in an episode, yes, that is he usually comes up in every scene that Lizzie and Miranda are talking to each other in. So then I guess in a way it does kind of fail, right? Like, for it to truly pass, there would need to be an episode that Ethan is a part of the episode, but Lizzie and Miranda aren't talking about him. And that I just don't think that that will ever happen. Yeah, it seems doubtful at this point because every time Ethan or Danny Kessler or <laughs> really just any boy is there, they can't even have a... Well, Lizzie, it turns out, can't even have a conversation when, like, a boy is in the room. She just stutters. Yeah, it's true. I would just like to say that the Bechdel test is also known as the Bechdel-Wallace test because Alison Bechdel credited the idea to her friend Liz Wallace in the writings of Virginia Woolf. I don't want to leave out any credit where credit is due. Okay. (laughs) I don't know anybody who's ever referred to it as the Bechdel-Wallace test. I just wanted to put that in there. Okay. Let me live. All right. But anyways, yes, Ethan Craft is so cute. Ethan Craft is just the point of everything, I say sarcastically. And then now the parents kind of cut in, right? And they're like, what has gotten into you? You need to stop your constant bickering. And Sam has a pretty heartfelt spiel, right? Sam is all over the place in this episode. I know. Um, But yeah, this is one of his more sincere moments. He says that they used to take care of each other when they were younger. And that's what a family is. People who love and take care of each other. Yeah. And Lizzie's like, yeah, dad, you're right. I'm sorry. But like, meanwhile, she's pinching Matt's back. And then he steps on her foot. And then he says he's lucky that she's not stepping on his foot because she weighs a ton. There's a lot of like weight stuff in this episode. We'll get to that, I guess. But it's high key problematic. Just want to like state that from the top. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, you know, they chase each other out of the room. Um, There's like a potatoes or stuffing moment between Joe and Sam. Matt cuts really deep with the notice me Ethan lines is a note that I took. Yeah. And then we cut to the theme song. And then we are at school. We are in the hallway before class. And Lizzie and Miranda are talking about this morning. And Miranda suggests that Lizzie locks Matt in the basement until he goes away to college. So it turns out they do have a basement. I remember a couple episodes ago when Sam was looking for Matt under the house. We posited, do they even have a basement? But now it turns out that... They do have a basement, so when Sam went to look for Matt under the house, where did he go? (laughs) I maintain that that's just a weird way of saying the basement. (laughs) It's just like a Sam (laughs) McGuire-ism. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, it doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) did Sam McGuire just take a quick trip to Narnia and come back? Yeah. I don't know. And Lizzie says that Matt acts like every time I see Ethan, I turn into a mindless zombie. Cue Ethan approaching Lizzie. Cue Lizzie turning into a mindless zombie. Yeah, and Ethan, I noticed, seems to wear the same blue shirt (laughs) in every episode that he's in, but it doesn't stop. Was it Lizzie or Miranda? One of them goes, hey, Ethan, nice shirt. Yeah, that's what Lizzie says after everyone. Like, that's her, the line she comes up with after everyone. But I was just like, he always wears that shirt. 
Yeah. Ethan Kraft, you are an outfit repeater. <laughs> outfit repeater. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, but Lizzie is just, you know, stuttering what are words, which is weird, right? Because, like, the thing that I don't, that gets me here is sometimes she's perfectly capable of talking to him, and sometimes this happens, and there's no reason for why it's one way or the other. Yeah, and it's not like he gave her, like, a hard question. He gave her the most softball thing. He was like, hi. I know. All she had to do was say hi. <laughs> and all you have to do is say hi in return. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just she was so flustered about, you know, her experience with Matt the previous evening. But yeah, um, he's like, what's up? And Lizzie's like, <laughs> and then I wrote, is something wrong with her? And then, <laughs> uh, and then finally, yeah, she says nice shirt, but it turns out she's now alone in the hallway. Yeah. It's also very reminiscent of how she couldn't talk to Kate, right? They're like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Yeah, and you were like, she's grown from that, but has she? Um, in regards to Kate, yes. In regards to Ethan, no. Yeah, I don't different, know. Different contexts, different feelings, different situations. I don't know. If you are actually speechless, is this how it would manifest itself? I don't know. I feel like when people are actually at a loss for what to say, they just they end up more like word vomiting. I agree. That's, that's me. It's never just like, like no one's ever literally speechless. Yeah, I'm a babbler. Yeah, you babble. <laughs> then we enter Mr. Escobar's class, and he is, you know, telling a story about a man with no feet. This is actually a, a Helen Keller quote. Did you know that off the top of your head? I did Google it really quick. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. It's a Helen Keller quote about, like, something whatever. I had no, I thought I had it bad because I had no shoes, and then I met someone with no feet. Right. And Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda take this literally. Yeah, they can't get over this. They can't move on from this one thing. Lizzie's like, how did he lose his feet? Um, Gordo's like, was it a shark attack? Gordo, I think, might have ADHD. <laughs> he, has very, he has a very hard time focusing. I just think that Gordo's character may be the most inconsistent on the show, right? Like, he's kind of been all over the place. For sure. As of late. Yeah, sometimes it seems like the writers think more like what would be funny here rather than like what would this character do? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes he's anno he is like an, an annoying know-it-all. Sometimes he's just like a punchline. Sometimes like who is, who is Gordo? Who is Gordo? Who is David Zephyr Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the kids just, they can't, they can't get over this. And it's... <laughs> It's really irritating, Mr. Escobar. And then, in one of the most profound moments, I would say, in the 17 episodes that we have watched, Ethan Kraft says, don't sweat it, Miranda. It just means that some people don't have it as good as us. Ethan has come leaps and bounds since being told that he could not have two wives. <laughs> Ethan Kraft is a metaphor man. <laughs> I was so impressed. Yeah, I was I was also very impressed. This would not have been what I predicted would happen in this moment. Even Mr. Escobar didn't see this coming. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Escobar has like open disdain for Ethan. Like Yeah. And he's like, huh. Yeah. He kind of has open disdain for everyone. Why is he a teacher? Uh I don't know. Because he couldn't be an actor. So that he can get somebody to <laughs> to play out his greasier musical. 
Not musical. Not musical. Sorry. His greasy are not musical. And then he this this whole you know metaphor leads into the announcement of a charity drive, which like we just got that right. I don't know. It was it was because it's clearly like a different charity drive. It's just interesting to have back to back charity drives. I know. As the main storylines of two episodes. I know. And it's like it's like a similar setup, right? Where all proceeds go to charities and they get extra credit for participating. Uh, but I under I only understood like half of the charity drive. Like obviously there's like a clothing drive, they're looking for canned food. Then there's a mini golf tournament, which what does the mini golf tournament have to do with a charity drive? Maybe there was like an entry fee. You think there was an entry fee? Probably. Okay. I mean, that would make sense. But there's also, like, arcade games. But at the arcade games, they make Miranda go around begging for change. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't really understand this charity drive. Yeah, no, at first, at first glance, right, I thought, oh, maybe they shot, they aired these episodes out of order. And, like, the beginning of the last episode was actually the end of this episode, but then once we got into this episode more and we were at the event, it was like, no, this is very clearly a very different thing that was happening. Yeah, and if you thought Lizzie had grown after the previous episode, you could not be more incorrect <laughs> because not only does she not help out with any of the charity things, she, <laughs> she just like runs around doing like she could not care less about the social causes. You're right. Like again, another like char- like the character inconsistencies are just like how fast she gave up on world hunger. I know. And she was world, like, oh, and, yeah. well, world hunger made me a little overtired. So I'm just going to like abandon, abandon the causes completely. Yeah. But anyways, this is happening. Lizzie, I don't know if we mentioned how turned on she was by Ethan's uh, literary analysis. Oh, we did not, but we can. She's so turned on. She is. Yeah. Lizzie, not only does she not participate in the charity event. At first, she's like, I don't even think I can participate in the charity event. I have too much homework. Until that is, Ethan is in. Yeah, Ethan is like, hey, count me up for the mini golf tournament. And Lizzie's immediately like, I'll be there too. She's like, I can help. I can do all these extra things that I just said I couldn't do. Like, And hang out with Ethan. What? And hang out with Ethan. Oh my God. Yeah, just like her character is not tracking. But it's fine, it's fine. Okay, yeah, well, th- it's it's fine, yeah. And Ethan, he admires Lizzie's commitment. Yeah. To which Lizzie says, <laughs> Yeah, she's trying to say thank you, but she's just like, thank, and then doesn't get it out. If I was Ethan, I'd be minorly concerned about Lizzie at this point. Yeah, like. I'd be like, are you okay? Because this is the second time this has happened to you. Yeah. Okay, so then we cut back to the McGuire house, and Lizzie's in the kitchen. She is reading a recipe book and asks Joe if they have all these, like, fancy-ish ingredients, right? Like almond paste and, like, raspberry and to make some sort of ganache. She wants to make, I wrote this down, a marzipan meringue with fruit ganache. But she's like, is this ganache? Ganache? (laughs) I thought she's stress-baked. Shouldn't she know what ganache is? Yeah, um, and Joe says that she just has chocolate chips, and that's more Lizzie's speed, I think. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, this uh, the meringue with fruit ganache sounds too fancy for her. Yeah, and then we see I that... Bet- 
<laughs> I bet Lizzie's favorite ice cream is vanilla. <laughs> Ooh, sick burn. What do you think your favorite ice cream is? You're probably right. <laughs> I don't know. You also think vanilla? Oh, maybe it's vanilla bean. <laughs> maybe. Anyways, Joe is also in the process of getting clothes together for the charity drive. And she almost donates one of Sam's favorite jerseys. Yeah, you think this jersey is going to have some sort of like significance because Sam comes in and he's like, this is the jersey that whatever, um, it's related to John Elway or something, a big drive. But it's not even like a John Elway jersey. It's the jersey that he happens to be wearing on the day yeah. that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> big day, big memories. I don't know. I guess it sparks joy. So if it sparks joy, you should keep it. I mean, there's a stain on it. And really, Joe McGuire should not be donating clothes with stains on them anyways. That's true. But the stain is what gives Sam the joy. I know. So, you know, it's just this jersey is very important to Sam. So, yeah, he, he stops Joe from donating it. And then we are back on the Matt and Lizzie shenanigans with the magic where Matt wants Lizzie to do a trick with him. She does not want to participate and blah, blah, back and forth. Conclusion, Matt handcuffs himself to Lizzie. Yeah, he's like, you will watch this. You will do tricks with me, handcuffed. Handcuffed. And okay, so I've played with toy handcuffs before. Um, I was Harry Houdini in a third grade like history report where at the end you had to, you know, dress up as that person and then give a report on that person. You got to be Harry Houdini. I was Harry Houdini. Yeah. I, I was Betsy Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. Um, yeah. So I was playing with the handcuffs and there's always like a little latch on the handcuffs if they're toy handcuffs so that you can get them off because inevitably a child will lose or swallow the key or the dog will eat it, you know, something. But Matt McGuire has real handcuffs. <laughs> McGuire somehow acquired, like, I don't even know, because the key doesn't look like a key, like, for real handcuffs. I know. But these handcuffs are, like, impenetrable. Yeah, they're they're legit. They're no joke. They're tr he's trying to, like, chew himself out of them at one point. <laughs> yeah. Lizzie's trying to pick the lock. Also, I noticed in this scene that Lizzie dyed her hair red. It's not dye. It, it's probably a clip-in. Uh clip in yeah like a like a if you want to have highlights but as you'll see i don't know in the next episode like lizzie did not dye her hair it's an accessory gotcha yeah okay okay interesting choice but yeah matt's trick does not work with the handcuffs um lizzie's threatens him with a like a meat pounder yeah you let me go and this is a quote and i promise not to pound you into stew beef <laughs> and at first I was like, was this a mistake? Did she mess this up? Because what is stew beef? Should it be beef stew? No. But, but then later, Matt says, no, don't make me into stew beef. So like, what is happening? I mean, I think they're talking about, right, the beef that goes into the stew. Just the beef part. But then that why would be wouldn't, stew beef. But why wouldn't you just say beef? Why are you specifying the stew? I can't explain that. <laughs> <laughs> this made I I was so under I was so confused. Anyways, let's not let's not breeze past the most important part of the scene, and that is that the key the whole time is sitting on the kitchen counter. It's right there. Joe sees it. Joe sees it. Joe swipes it. 
Swipe or no swiping. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Joe, another, <laughs> another parenting idea of Joe McGuire is going to take the key and force Lizzie and Matt to walk around handcuffed to each other. Yes. Um, they'll learn that they have to stop bickering with each other and either get along or eat each other alive, in which case Sam says in either way, they win. I just want to say... Uh, remind Joe that the last time she had a parenting lesson, Matt sold all of his belongings. <laughs> True. <laughs> None of Joe's parenting lessons have really ended up uh, working out for her. Yeah, she's she's made him sick. She's made him sick. <laughs> <laughs> she turned a fake illness into like a real illness. <laughs> she had him, you know, sell off all of his belongings. Big strikeout for Joe <laughs> on lessons. Yeah. And from there, we get a montage of Lizzie and Matt looking for the key and coming up short. And that's when we get to the point where Matt is trying to eat the handcuffs and Lizzie is picking the lock. And Sam is like, don't worry, because they come up with this on top of just taking the keys. They come up with this sort of story plot of like they are as concerned as Lizzie and Matt are, right? So don't worry, kids. I'm going to go to the magic shop and get a key. Yeah, Sam's going to go. He's immediately back. He's back right away. And he's <laughs> and like, there is no key. Yeah, it's a magician's holiday. Yeah, yeah but there is one in Stanton. Did we look at... <laughs> did we Google Stanton? There is a Stanton, New Jersey, everyone. Big news. Big news. All right, but the question is, is there also a Stanton in California? Huh. There's also a Stanton in California. Oh, and it's in the L.A. area. This does nothing for us. <laughs> These writers are just too smart, aren't they? All right, the, the mystery of where we are <laughs> in the world. Do you think we'll get there by episode 65? I don't know. Do you know. think we'll just call it a day and go to Rome in the movie? No, I will find out the answer <laughs> to this. It's very, very, very curious. Yeah. But yeah, so Sam has to go to Stanton to get a replacement key from a joke shop. And Lizzie's like, no, I have to be at the charity event in two hours. Yeah, and Matt's like, don't worry. I'd rather chew off my hand than spend the entire day with Lizzie. But then he, he must because then we cut and we are at the charity event. At first, this scene is blocked where it is Miranda, Joe, and Lizzie. Miranda approaches Joe and Lizzie and... Then Joe walks away to go do her clothing drive stuff. And then Matt is there. Surprise. Well, magic. Well, big news. Big news. Ethan has been asking about Lizzie, Miranda says. Oh, my God. How could I forget? I'm confused because I thought Miranda also had a thing for Ethan. No? I think Miranda is over him ever since the whole wifey thing didn't work out. I guess, but they're still like friends. I'm always confused about where Miranda and Gordo, for that matter, learn that all this Ethan information. I know, because they're very much like, we're not popular. We would never talk to Ethan. But then they seem to know, like, they seem to have a lot of access to Ethan's inner thoughts. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and motivations. feelings. <laughs> These are the questions that haunt me. Uh, okay. And Miranda is just so turned off by Matt's presence. She's yeah. like... You have a child attached to you. This is not hot. This is not appealing. But, you know, honestly, why couldn't Lizzie just, if anything, like, Matt could be helpful here, right? Because Ethan and Matt have a thing. 
Yeah, Ethan even references that yeah, in the, the episode. End. Yeah, but this conversation does not pass the Bechdel test. Nope, does not. Then we cut to the arcade, and in one of the weirder moments of the episode, Miranda is now approaching strangers asking for a spare change for needy kids. Yeah, I don't understand why this is necessary at a charity event. It's not. It seems a little bit extra. Like, if a 12-year-old child came up to you with, like, a can being like, can you give me some money for needy kids? I'd be like, um, what's happening? I'd be so confused. Yeah, and it's like presumably if everybody who is there is there for the event, right, is already planning to contribute. Yeah. One would think, one would hope. But, yeah, now Miranda is heckling strangers. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it's just confusing, like, what is the cause of this charity event? It's just because children's th- charities. Because they're getting food and clothes and just spare change. Children's charities. <laughs> Very, um, there was a flyer in one of the, I think in the Mr. Escobar clip, he passed out flyers, and it just said children's charities. Children's charities. Nondescript children's charities. Yes. And Ethan sees Lizzie and approaches her, and he's holding a big thing of popcorn and asks if she would like some. Now, at this point, Lizzie shoves Matt into a photo booth, and she's just kind of, like, acting like she's casually, like, leaning against this photo booth so that Ethan cannot see that Matt is with her. Mm -hmm. And Lizzie doesn't want any popcorn. Lizzie's good. Well, Lizzie is holding a soda in her left hand and her right hand is in the photo booth. Yes. Chained to Matt. So she can't get any popcorn until that is. Matt decides he will be Lizzie's right hand. (laughs) Yeah. And he just really goes for it. It's really admirable. This reminds me of uh, a game that they always used to play in Whose Line Is It Anyway? What, when the person is behind, like puts the hands through and becomes Mm -hmm. another person's hands. It's a pretty standard improv yeah, it thing. is. Yeah, it's a very improv thing. But yeah, it it seems like Matt's trying to like pick Lizzie's nose like <laughs> while she's having a conversation yeah. with Ethan. And just start shoving popcorn into her mouth like really aggressively. <laughs> I know. It's like Lizzie literally lost control of her hand. <laughs> <laughs> Matt should have just started smacking her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and Ethan's like, okay, yeah, you can take as much as you want. Like, If I'm Ethan, this is three strikes for Lizzie. <laughs> Like, there's the weirdness with her just not being able to say anything. Now she's, like, literally, like, shoving handfuls of popcorn and trying to pick her nose. Like, at this point, I'm like, this is this is strange. Yeah. And then Mr. Escobar shows up, and he asks Lizzie and Miranda for help with a, hanging a banner. Now, Ethan is right there, too. Why is Mr. Escobar not asking Ethan for any help? Um, Ethan has to participate in the mini golf tournament, which I noticed one thing, only boys are participating in the mini golf tournament. Yeah, what up with that? What up with that? Great point. Because mini golf <laughs> is a pretty, you know, boys and girls can both play mini golf against each other. It's like not even a thing where like you would need to split people by gender because it's just mini golf. It's just mini golf. <laughs> it's, it is the most non-contact <laughs> of non-contact sports. Yeah. I don't love that at all. Yeah, like Miranda could have participated. Lizzie could have also participated. I thought Lizzie might have participated when she was like going to be like, what is the purpose of Lizzie being there? Yeah, that would have been her in, right? To be, you know, friendly competition with Ethan Craft. Yeah. Flirty mini golf. Yeah. Ethan, teach me how to putt. Yeah. We know good mini golf banter. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, as a as a mini golf connoisseur myself, <laughs> it's like the one thing I'm good at. Yeah, we get we get pretty competitive over mini we golf. We do, and I say that in terms of like anything remotely athletic because I'm good at many things. I, I don't think mini golf is like athletic. <laughs> it's a sport. Mini golf is a sport. <laughs> golf is a sport. Yeah, but mini golf is the one, like, because you know we mini golf, we bowl. We do any sort of competitive thing you can do. And I feel like mini golf is the thing of all things where it really is a 50-50 shot who's going to come out on top. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty good at mini golf. Yeah, you have your you have some good days. Some yeah, days you're just, like, very on. I know. And it's like nothing can stop Marissa. It's true. My favorite time was the first time I ever mini golfed with you and your parents. <laughs> and I got, like, four hole in, holes in one. Hole in ones? Yeah, I think it's uh, holes in one. I got four holes in one. It's like attorneys general. Yeah. <laughs> I got four holes in one. It was a big day for me, except Sam's parents are among the most competitive people I have ever met. Yeah, my parents are also very competitive. And I was high key convinced that they hated me. That's true. And my dad is kind of both a sore winner and loser. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's just that competitive drive. We all have it, but it comes out especially when we play mini golf. It's true. So yeah, what up with no girls playing? The gender bias is why Mr. Escobar is only asking Lizzie and Miranda to hang the banner. Yeah, you're right. It's very disappointing. Lizzie obviously can't help with the banner again because of the mat problem. And so she just says that she's so busy, to which Mr. Escobar says, I find it very vexing that you don't take more initiative. Did Mr. Escobar miss the last episode of the show? No. <laughs> like when Lizzie tried to take initiative, everybody called her a psycho. <laughs> Lizzie cannot win. <laughs> like she cannot catch a break. You're so right. Like when she tries too hard, everyone's like, yo, take a step back. Mental health. Focus on one thing. Focus on yourself. <laughs> and then when she's focused on herself, everyone's like, why don't you have any initiative? Yeah, you should be helping more. Oh, that the... the the hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. It's, what is she supposed to do? It's a rough go for Lizzie. She can't win. She can't win. Miranda, you know, takes it for Lizzie. Miranda's like, okay, we got this. Mr. Escobar, you and I can do this ourselves, which leaves Ethan and Lizzie alone. And we get some Ethan Craft backstory here. Yeah, a really sincere moment from Ethan. Yeah, he just wants to help the kids out. He says he knows what it's like to not have a lot since his dad was out of work for a bit when he was little. Yeah, and Lizzie just seems like she's not really paying attention because Matt is just, like, <laughs> torturing her. I know, which is, like, disappointing because I feel like this could have been a moment where, you know, Lizzie realizes that Ethan is just a person. To your earlier point, it's like, why can she have this conversation with Ethan now? And, like, earlier she could say literally nothing. Yeah, it's really, like, she's very hot or she's very cold and there's no, there's no in between. Yeah, she's very yes and very no. And then Kate just appears out of nowhere. And, you know, for the first half of this episode, I was thinking, like, where is Kate? Because she wasn't in, like, the classroom scene. She wasn't around. So I was like, it's weird that Kate's not here. Fear not, Kate is here to ruin the day. Yeah, here she is. Uh, She brought water in case Ethan gets hot outside. Yeah, okay. And again, to your point with, like, the gender bias, what is this? The guys can play the mini golf and the women have to, like, be the supportive, like, Here's your water. Here I am cheering for you. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Gross. 
And it's the similar gender bias we saw in the last episode, right? With uh, the Science Olympics. Yeah, where only the boys were competing in <laughs> yeah. the Science Olympics, which I don't even think we really talked about. What up with that? We were so focused on the Tudjman Gordo random rivalry that it did not even occur to us to unpack the gender bias there too. I know there's no ambitious girls in this school. Yeah. And when they are, they are attacked. How dare they be ambitious? Like, cause I would argue that Lizzie was at her most ambitious one episode ago. That's, oh yeah, that's true. And everyone's like, you psycho. And everyone took her down. You crazy individual. What are you doing? Stop it. Yeah. Are you Okay. Yeah. Are we saving dolphins too? Because I thought we were saving trees. Oh my goodness. Ugh. All right. No. Okay. Back, back in this okay. episode. Okay. Sorry. No. No dwelling on the past. We're, okay. s- we're staying in the present. Okay. So Kate brings Ethan water and takes him away. It takes him away. That's <laughs> basically what happens. I thought. I thought Ethan had already walked away at this point. Lizzie was like, "Uh, you should go practice or something." She's like the entire time Ethan's talking, she's trying to get him to leave. No, that Kate and Ethan walk away together. Oh, okay. And she, like, puts his arm, like, you know, through his arm. Gotcha. Okay, that's the end of that scene for Lizzie. She can now, like, rest easy. I mean... She pulled it off. No one suspected a thing. <laughs> Except now Kate has Ethan. Which I thought was already a given. I thought they were... I don't know. And I mentioned this before, but I already thought Kate and Ethan were a thing. Yeah, but they're very hot and cold, too, right? Like... I, I guess. I don't know. It seems like Kate really wants them to be a thing, and Ethan is more like, okay. Like, he's more, like, friend-zoned her. Like, I don't think Ethan is romantically interested in Kate. I don't think Ethan's really romantically interested in anybody, which is, like, fair enough, right? Like, what 13-year-old boy actually wants a girlfriend? Some 13-year-old boys want a girlfriend. Oh, I forgot you were a stud in middle school. Makes you cool. (laughs) Makes you chill. No. (laughs) But, yeah, anyways, this is... A seamless transition to the charity stand where Joe is sorting through clothes and hold she finds like a, a large pair of pants, but not like super large. They're just like, you know, they have a you know sizable waist. And she goes, Who wears these? And Joe's like just straight fat shaming whoever donated these clothes. I know. It's really gross and it comes back at the end too. I know. It's it's totally unnecessary. Like this scene provided nothing, nothing. to it's- the yeah, to the overall story. It's literally just Joe (laughs) fat shaming somebody's clothes. Yeah, it's literally just to get a laugh because like fat phobia is a thing. Yeah. And it's gross. It was not very classy. No. Yeah, so two strikes for Joe in this episode. Not a great look. And then Sam calls Joe and asks when he should bring the key. Joe says to just give it a couple more hours. She sees them off in the distance still bickering and thinks that Lizzie and Matt still have some things to work out. Yeah, Joe tells Sam he has a free day at home. And Sam is very pumped about this. Not like every day is a free day at home for Sam. I know. Because <laughs> what does he do? Because he does not work. Yeah. Um, so Joe has caught Matt and Lizzie out of the corner of her eye. Lizzie's on like Dance Dance Revolution or something. Yeah. Cool throwback to Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. Matt is playing with some like VR headset. But these two things don't really meld well. And then we kind of like zoom into that. Right. (laughs) Here we get a moment where Matt catches sight of his bully at school. What do you think that Matt McGuire would have a bully? Uh, Yeah, he's the hall monitor. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Obviously, he gets bullied. Oh, that should not be obvious. That's so sad. Even Sam McGuire told Matt that he would get bullied. (laughs) 
But yeah, it is it is a little bit sad, obviously. Like, you never want to see that. Like, as annoying as Matt can be, like, you don't want to see anybody get bullied. Yeah. And yeah, he really wants to play this cyborg game until he sees that his bully is playing this game and he backpedals really quickly and gets really like somber almost yeah but he doesn't want lizzie to know that he's upset he just says that kid is always telling stupid jokes and i get tired of pretending to laugh yeah and so he wants to go watch the mini golf and lizzie's like we can't do that i just told ethan that i you know had so many things to do he's going to think i'm a complete baboon to which matt is like there are so many reasons why ethan thinks could think that you are a complete baboon <laughs> i know <laughs> like, this is not one of them yeah like you've <laughs> you've done this to yourself and at he's this not point. wrong yeah no he's very correct in this in this moment and then we get the scene of sam and his free day alone yeah it's <laughs> it's, it's quite a, it's quite a day for sam mcguire he slides down the banister <laughs> and the doorbell rings. He's like, parkour. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets a delivery that honestly, it feels like a real quarantine delivery at this point. This delivery is one of the craziest deliveries I've ever seen for a single individual. Uh-huh. It's a full bucket of chicken, <laughs> like a giant bag of chips, um, a pizza, <laughs> and a six pack of sodas. Yes. Coca-Cola product placement. Yeah, this was way too much food as indicated by the fact that he just immediately falls asleep yeah he turns on the game and he falls asleep before it even starts yeah and he doesn't even like eat the pizza like the whole pizza is still there disappointing which made it even that more confusing that at the end he just shows up yeah you're right (laughs) like like he fell asleep like it would make more sense for him to have fallen asleep and just like be asleep for the rest of the episode missed it Yeah, yeah but no he just shows up at the end i mean it was funny but it was random. Yeah, I would agree. But now we are at the moment that this episode has been ultimately leading up to, right? The big mini golf tournament between Ethan and a bunch of, you know, nobodies, like nondescript, like who is Ethan competing against? Unclear. But they're all boys. Yep. Uh, Gordo's commentating. He is. And for some reason, the commentary will play throughout the entire <laughs> amusement area. Yeah. I also thought it was funny that they had him, like, get some product placement in there. Yeah, he's got to, like, plug the different stalls at the place. Yeah. It makes sense, though. Yeah. The mini golf tournament is going on, but while it's going on, Bad Joke Kid is, like, throwing things at Matt, but because Matt and Lizzie are handcuffed together, they're also hitting Lizzie. And so Lizzie's like, why is that kid throwing things at us? (laughs) And that's when Lizzie kind of connects the dots, and it's like, oh, Matt gets bullied by this child. Yeah, but she's not very empathetic. Yeah, she's like, maybe if you weren't so annoying, people wouldn't bully you. Which is like a disappointing move because Matt looks, this is like, you know, peak acting performance from Jake Thomas. I know. He's just full, like, chin in his chest. Looking at the ground. He's upset. He's really sad. He's doing like a Charlie Brown. He made me (laughs) really sad. And then we get this, like, Zoom through the mini golf tournament where we see everybody, you know, walking back and forth across the the course. Commentating is getting old for Gordo really quick. He has no commitment. This is another reason why I say maybe he has ADHD. He gets so (laughs) bored with his commentating job, like, (laughs) right away. Yeah, and he starts, like, making up this, like, elaborate story. Yeah, he starts talking about, what, like, mummies and aliens and just, like, random stuff Which, like, the mummies are consistent. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then he just, something seems to eat Gordo, 
he makes some noises, turns the mic off, and is like, I'm going to go get some nachos. I wonder if there were auditions for this role. It would appear not, because Gordo says at the beginning of the episode that he wants to commentate, and then he just gets it. The vetting process seems very non-existent. <laughs> Gordo's big contribution to the charity event is narrating the mini golf tournament. Yeah, huge. Cares about the children. Yeah, clearly he cares about the children. It's also funny to me that they are children. Yeah, running a charity event for other children. For other children. <laughs> yeah. You have to help those less yeah. fortunate. That's what Lizzie would say. Yeah. And then, you know, once Gordo stops commentating, everyone kind of starts to disperse. And the bully then trips Matt and Lizzie. And, you know, let's just let's just play the clip from there. Okay. Have a nice trip. I see you girls stick together. I am not in the mood. I've got a teacher who thinks I'm lazy. I've got Kate Saunders sniffing around a guy I like. I've got a stress pimple on my neck the size of a hockey puck. And I've got 70 pounds of useless fat chained to my wrist. So unless you want me to force feed you a set of golf clubs, I suggest you get out of my face. And I mean now, you redhead, weasel-eyed punk! Come on. Oof. I didn't realize that Lizzie had like a Tiger King like <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> wow. Lizzie goes off. She is not in the mood. Yeah, she's it's so um over the top. It's over the top, but it's also hard for me to really distinguish whether Lizzie is just annoyed or if she's doing this to help Matt. And obviously they have kind of like a moment after, but I don't know. It's like why is she doing this? I mean, I, for one, would also not be in the mood if I had a stress pimple the size of a hockey puck on my neck. Yeah, that's probably a cyst or a tumor. You should go <laughs> check that out. <laughs> it's really gross. Yeah. But yeah, because I want to believe that it's a good sister moment, but then, like, it really isn't, because then immediately she's like, I didn't do this for you. So then this is the moment immediately after. Come on. Thanks. I didn't do it for you. I did it because no one gets to beat up on you but me. Well, it was still kind of nice in a twisted kind of way. Well, I didn't need one more thing messing up my day. I guess you do kind of have a lot of things going on. Tell me about it. I didn't think it'd be so difficult being a teenager. Oh, just wait till you find out about peer pressure and hygiene products and when mom starts having important talks with you. Sorry about the handcuffs thing. If I had to spend a day with a dopey sister, I'm glad it was you. Thanks. If I had to spend the day with a dorkhead brother, you probably weren't the worst one. So yeah, I mean, a moment does happen. Yeah, a moment does happen. You're you're right. It's just it's so hard to know, right? Like But I get it, right? Like I feel the same way about my sister, right? Like the only person who can be mean to her is me. That's true, but not that like we're mean. Not, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like when you're when you have a sibling and you are close in age with them and growing up, obviously bickering happens, arguments happen. That's true. And but if someone was bullying your sister, you wouldn't stand up for your sister because the only person who can bully your sister is you. You do it because you were upset that that person was doing that to your sister. Yeah, the sentiment got a little lost <laughs> yeah. in this episode. 
But regardless, they get there and they apologize to each other and, you know, say that ultimately it wasn't the worst day. Okay, so after this apology and where it feels like for once Lizzie and Matt are on the same team, Kate approaches them. You know, she's typical Kate. She says, you know, that Ethan was so lucky to have her support today. Yada, yada. Yeah, Lizzie missed Ethan's hole-in-one. Yeah. Matt's like, I don't like her. And Lizzie's like, neither do I. And Matt has an idea. And Matt still has a bag of tricks with him. Yeah, where was he hiding this the whole time? It's just like a big jar. It's like a big joke jar of macadamia nuts. But it's like, you know, it's a sizable jar. It's the size of a jar. Where was it? Like, if it was in his pants, you would clearly notice it. You're like, (laughs) hey, Matt, what's that in your pants? Yeah, I mean, full-size can of nuts yeah he's just got a can of nuts in his pants (laughs) (laughs) um came out of nowhere and he gives them to kate under the guise that ethan loves them yeah so instead of waiting to just give them to ethan kate's like ethan loves these i'll open the nuts and it is a trick can things just like shoot out at her to scare her basically right And she falls backward into the mini golf pond. How embarrassing for her. That's sort of Kate's ongoing gag, right? Like she is mean and then she gets her hair wet. That is her, that is her brand. She really should see it coming. There's not much depth to Kate. (laughs) No, there's not. Not yet. Kate doesn't have levels. You know who does have levels? Ethan Craft. Ethan Craft. (laughs) He may be one of the most nuanced characters in this series. Um, And then... this. Can I preface? This is my favorite scene of the entire episode. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the entire series. Maybe the entire series. It's just like it comes out of nowhere and it makes no sense at all. And it's my favorite scene, I think, that we've seen. Okay, so do you want to talk about it? Yes. So all of a sudden, slow motion, here comes Sam McGuire. <laughs> He's running. He's across the pond. Kate is sitting in the pond. Sam McGuire doesn't care. Sam sees Matt and Lizzie across the pond and yells, Lizzie, Matt, I've got the key. Great news. Then, instead of just walking the key over, Sam McGuire's like, you know what I'll do? I'll throw the key across the pond. And so that these two handcuffed people who <laughs> would have to coordinate their movements with one handcuffed arm could catch the key. The key flies across the pond in slow motion. You see Lizzie and Matt reach up their conjoined hand in a slow movement. The key hovers above the pond. It's suspended there as dramatic music plays. Then there's a jump cut to Lizzie and Matt's hand, and you see the key, and someone's underhand tossed it to them. The key comes up from the bottom of the screen so that Lizzie and Matt can catch it. So there's no continuity. So this clearly is a magic key. This key defies gravity because it falls and then comes back up from the ground so that Lizzie and Matt can catch it. And then there's a shot back to Sam, and Sam smiles wryly. He's like, yeah, I made that toss. And then Lizzie and Matt are free. And it's just a wild scene, and I highly recommend it to anybody uh, who wants a good, like, what is happening moment. (laughs) It makes no sense. (laughs) Like, why are you throwing? The entire time the key was in the air, I really thought that the key was going to land in the pond. Yeah, Kate's going to end up with the key. Oh, that could be real bad. (laughs) I love that we watched just like the cut of the key like flying into Lizzie's hand like three times because it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. It's so 
this is a wild sequence that they included here. And just like <laughs> Sam McGuire's like smug look at the end. He's like, not wearing a tie, fun fact. Saturday cash. And also, where did he come from? He's not wearing his jersey anymore. No, outfit change. <laughs> outfit change. I'm just like, what is happening in this scene? Why would you ever throw a key to your two handcuffed children across <laughs> the pond? And also, why on earth are Joe and Sam McGuire taking two handcuffed children to a charity event. Like, if you saw two children handcuffed together being dragged in by, like, a parent, what would your immediate reaction be? What's wrong with those parents? (laughs) Like, what is happening? (laughs) You're right. They really put their parenting on blast here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it's Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, and, you know, we get that slow-mo and then freeze frame, right? as Lizzie and Matt are finally uncuffed. And then we get one final scene, which is, you know, the charity drive is over. Everyone's starting to disperse. Um, Sam asks how the clothing drive went. And Joe says that if there are any 400-pound kids, they will be extremely well-dressed. That's a bit of a stretch, Joe. (laughs) What is wrong with her? I don't know. Like, it was bad enough that that line was in the episode midway through. And then they had to, like, there was no reason for that to begin with. And then there was even less of a reason to, like, bring it back. Yeah. I think if Lizzie or Matt ever got fat, Joe wouldn't love them anymore. It's horrible. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's not a great look for Joe. No. Once again. Again, it's like, it feels like it's the writers trying to get a laugh as opposed to anything that even remotely makes sense. For Joe to do or say. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, But now Ethan's popped up. He won the tournament. He's got a huge trophy. So any proceeds that were supposed to go to the children have clearly been spent on like a three-foot trophy. trophy. (laughs) And then Ethan tells Lizzie that he heard that Lizzie spent the whole day hanging out with Matt. And like, it's very like, I love the little guy. That's consistent. How cool of you. Consistent. One of the few things that stayed consistent. Between, uh, you know, characters' previous motivations. Ethan invites Lizzie to go grab pizza with him and some friends. But Lizzie sees in the background that the bully, who we finally get a name to call him in the last two seconds of the episode, presumably his last name, Haywood, is still bothering Matt. And she passes on the Ethan hang and goes to run after Haywood to save Matt. Yeah, so finally, like, a little bit of character growth from Lizzie, but that's immediately retracted when it turns out that she's now handcuffed this kid (laughs) to a mini golf course and left him there. Alone. Alone. (laughs) And presumably took the key with her, right? Right. (laughs) Like, this kid is going to be stuck there because as as we've established, there's no trick to getting these handcuffs undone. And that's literally how the episode ends. And it's crazy. It's like there are all, there are consistently these little moments of... Like, what happened to these tertiary characters? Like, when Miranda leaves another kid just in a locker, now we've left a kid stranded on a mini golf course. Leaving kids places where they can't get out is just a (laughs) uh, recurring theme. I know. And that is episode 117, Sibling Bonds. Overall feelings on this episode. I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a fun episode to watch. I loved seeing uh, the development of Ethan Craft. I always love a good mini golf tournament, so you know I'm going to be there for anything mini golf related. It was 
kind of off-putting some of the things that Joe was saying. They were a little bit off-color. The Sam storyline made absolutely no sense. But at the end of the day, this show, or this episode of the show, gave me my favorite scene ever. So, you know, (laughs) I can't complain too much. I would agree with that. Again, I I maintain that this this series really shines when they stick Matt and Lizzie together for the majority of the episode. They have good banter. They do. They do have good banter. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, outfits? Outfits. So, first of all, we get the return of the cow apron. (laughs) I just like how Sam McGuire waves around a knife. (laughs) With with like a Brussels sprout? Is that what that is? I thought it was like a lime. It was like a full lime at the end of the knife, just like waving it around. (laughs) (laughs) It's like kind of threatening, honestly. But how threatening can you be in a cow apron? This whole scene that you froze on is pretty threatening. Joe is pointing... And, and Sam is holding a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and Joe is in a typical Joe McGuire look with a solid color shirt and a cardigan. Yep. Nothing specific to call out in Lizzie's first look. She's just wearing, you know, a T-shirt with a heart with angel wings. The I bandana feel- is back for Lizzie, though. The bandana is back. Mr. Escobar's scarf is still going strong. Yeah, the scarf game is strong for Mr. Es- uh, Mr. Escobar. And you Mr. know what? Mr. Escobar, <laughs> and um, yeah, he's now joined the rest of his drama club in all black. So, yes. minus his blue scarf, of course. Of course. Um, we mentioned Ethan's blue shirt that we've seen multiple times. Outfit repeater. Yes, that long sleeve. The next day at school, Lizzie's wearing a bandana again. She has like so many bandanas. Yeah, she really goes in a bandana street. She's got a ton of them. Um, and Miranda has feathers in her hair, which is new. Yep. Uh, Matt's magic outfit. Pretty crazy. <laughs> It looks like the um, the Mickey hat. Yeah, the Fantasia hat. Fantasia hat, yes. Yeah, but he also has a cape. He does, <laughs> as any good magician should. I go back and forth on capes. He's more wizard than magician, I would say. <laughs> You're a wizard. <laughs> All right. Um, now Ethan's wearing a slightly lighter colored blue shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like the same sort of Henley thing happening. With the tiniest V-neck. Tiny V-neck. He also... <laughs> you can't go too V-neck on Disney Channel. You can just have a tiny V. <laughs> He's also wearing a necklace. Mr. Escobar goes with the V-neck too. The same tiny V. The tiny Vs <laughs> are a big thing. Miranda looks like she's ready to get to work in her outfit, I must say. She's, Begging. <laughs> she's like a volunteer. Very, It's very um, muted for Miranda. I don't think we've ever seen her this this beige True, she's usually very vibrant. Yeah. All right, I think that might be it. The jersey, we didn't talk about the jersey. Oh, you want to talk about the jersey? I mean, it was like the most meaningless subplot of all subplots. (laughs) Okay, yeah, we can talk about the jersey then. It's just like an orange, it's not even a jersey, it's just a shirt. Just a shirt with a three on it. (laughs) And a stain. And a stain. Sam McGuire's looking so rough. That's what happens when you eat a full bucket of chicken, a pizza, a full bag of chips, and six sodas. Okay, so, yeah, not a huge episode for the outfits. This episode was all about, you know, donating clothes as opposed to wearing them. Yeah, I will say, so the pants that Joe picked up, they weren't my favorite pants, not because of the size, but just because of the pattern of the pants is a little bit out there. Uh, It's just like a checkered pair of pants. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Checkered, Checkered is bold for pants, no? Maybe you just couldn't pull it off. I could not pull it off. That's very true. (laughs) I think it's time to talk about the MVP. Okay. I went first last time. No, I went first last time. Oh, all right. So you you want me to go first then? Is that what you're saying? I think so. 
All right. Um, in this episode, uh, I, pretty clear MVP for me. I think you might have been able to guess already based on our conversation, but my MVP this episode has got to go to Ethan Kraft once again. I thought going in, it would pr- it might go to either Lizzie or Matt. And for a while in this episode, it was kind of gearing towards Lizzie. But when I thought about it more, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if she's sincere at the end. And I feel like even though she chased the bully away, her chaining the bully to the mini golf course was a little bit, <laughs> a little bit off-putting for me. I just really liked the way that Ethan, let's go through. So first, he correctly identified the Helen Keller metaphor. Then he wins the mini golf tournament. He also releases some like kind of sad backstory about how his dad was out of work for a short time. I don't know. I just felt like Ethan had a lot of character growth and development and just like really like memorable moments in this episode. I would agree with you. And honestly, I think that he is the only choice for MVP in this episode. So I would also give my MVP to Ethan Kraft. Wow. That's crazy. Back to back MVPs for Ethan Kraft. That's crazy. It was. It was such a great episode for him. And I think that when, when I look at it, I agree with everything that you said, but also I think about the way that these characters have been tracking. And we are just finding so many inconsistencies in these characters. Yeah. Um, and Ethan just continues to evolve, truly. Yes. Ethan and Miranda now have the same number of MVPs. Does that seem right to you? That's wild. <laughs> I realized looking at this list, I've given an MVP to a male character for nine consecutive episodes, and I feel badly about that, but I just really wish, because I'm not like, in the beginning, I was giving MVPs to mostly female characters. I don't want it to seem like I'm biased, but I just really need Miranda, or Joe, or Lizzie to really step up here, or Nana. I guess I could randomly (laughs) give an MVP to Nana again. I feel like your MVP choices are often to counter my Lizzie's. Like, I feel like sometimes you just don't pick Lizzie because I do. That's not true. I have a very, as I've said, I have very good reasons for all of the MVPs that I select. Okay. Well, there you have it. Lizzie is currently in the lead with nine. Yeah, but Matt. Matt's coming in hot. Yeah, Matt's coming in hot, mostly mostly because of me. But, you know, I, I don't regret any of the MVPs that I gave to Matt. I think that, you know, when he's hot, he's hot. And when he's cold, he's very cold. Yeah. Yeah. There's no medium. There's no medium. There's no medium place. Yeah. And a good week for Ethan. Let's see if he can continues to climb the charts. Well, yeah. He hasn't like been in every episode, you know, but the episodes that he's been in, it's always been like, you know. Good content. Good stuff from Ethan. Yeah. At least as, at least in the last like five episodes. At the beginning, it was a little bit rocky, but he's kind of, he's found his footing. Yeah. Once Danny Kessler moved away. You could really could <laughs> <Moved> show. <away. laughs> and yeah, I think that's that on episode 117, Sibling Bonds. Cool. Yeah, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Outfit Repeat Pod. You can tweet questions, comments at us, or email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, a lot of fun outfits today um, <laughs> between uh, the jersey and Ethan's one blue shirt. I guess he has two blue shirts. Matt's magic outfit. Matt's magic outfit, yeah. So um, we'll upload those to www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfitrepeaters. And be sure to tune in next week for episode 118, Rated Arg. Arg. I'm assuming this is like a sneaking into a movie. Yes. I mean, that's all it could be, unless they're going to be pirates. 
They could also be pirates. <laughs> Who knows? So either movies or pirates. Or pirates. Or both pirate or a pirate movie. I was called out. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean did not exist yet. Uh, I know. I guess early 2000s all kind of blends together for me. Yeah, you know, considering we were five, six. Yeah, five, six. Oh, well. All right, okay. so rated R. 